Previously on Travelers of the Unknown, Kazakh's Bangjaw, Susan Mandaguch, and Aaron Scott, there are five squares, three on the top, two on the bottom, with skulls around the outsides of them. I see fire, diamond, sea, rock and air. We did tell Rupert Senior that we weren't going to bring Rupert Junior along with us. You've never done anything like this, and people are going missing. You were the one telling me there was nothing to worry about. You have a pickaxe, a lantern, Rupert, and he looks kind of hurt. You're a hero, no matter what it takes. It's just a headless skeleton just slewn on the floor. It has been placed here recently and the head was removed after the skeleton died. The small pile of bones, they stand up. He shot him in the hat. <laughs> Pinned his hat to the wall. Oh no! You have chopped the skeleton's head off, slide under a skeleton and punch it in the balls. Get rid of the heads before they come back. Wow, I wonder what's going to happen next. We'll strap in to find out town because it's Travellers of the Unknown. Minds of Pebblesmith, part three. Good one, team. High fives. You guys are just back to exploring the cave. How are you doing, Rupert? You doing all right? How's that? That was uh, pretty intense. Uh, uh, is your friend okay? The the the, the what what was his name? The the monk guy, the bald guy. Are you doing okay? Steve. Oh, Kazakh's will be fine. He'll pick himself back up. Can I offer a hand down to help Kazakh's up? Yeah, man. I hoist him to his feet. Hey, that was really cool, you guys. You you guys were so cool. I I'm, I hope I helped out at all. Like I could. Um, the the punch between the legs was that was that was really funny and good, Kazakh's. Thank thanks for that. You, I told you you were a hero inside, Rupert. And now that's manifested as a true hero skill. I, I guess. I, I'm feeling a lot more confident about this whole thing. Good to hear. Let's push on then. Uh, you guys lead the way. By the other way then, guys? You leave the main area of the cave where you were finding the skeletons. You come across a small um, opening in the cave. There is a large stone tablet on the wall. And on it is a very familiar design. The same one that you saw on the fountain, Susan. Oh, fuck. It's 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 similar shape anyway. There are there are skulls surrounding it. There are five square cube holes in the wall, uh, roughly head shaped, and there is a skull in the top one. In in the uh, the top middle one, there is a skull, and in the mm, other, there's sort nothing. Of altar or some kind of mechanism to open a door. Some kind. I like how you're thinking. Maybe we need to uh, make a roll for. For investigation and see if we can uncover anything further. What role do you want? Who wants to make the investigation? I can, I can make it. I've got some intelligence. I think sixteen. All right. As you examine the uh, the tablet, you seem to realise that there is some sort of puzzle to be solved here. Some sort of mechanism that once you, it seems like this is definitely going to activate something. You're not sure what, but uh, there is there is something to be done here. Uh, you can feel something behind the walls, kind of like a, a low rumbling. Or or a pressure behind the wall. Rupert, you you knew these mines better than the rest of us. So what is this? I dunno, I mean I've never really been in them before other than at, at a at a glance. This definitely I don't remember anything like this being here. It looks like that thing on the fountain. There's there's like this weird symbol on the fountain. We saw it. We... So if we assume that these five slots correspond to the five markings on the fountain, we need to find 
fire, air, rock, water, and some kind of gem or diamond, maybe. Well, I mean, we're surrounded by rock, so that one shouldn't be too hard. Maybe I should use my pickaxe to mine some off the walls. Or unless it needs, like, specific keys of some kind. Perhaps. Maybe we should investigate the other path that we uh, didn't go down. Aye, maybe. To the other path, then, pioneers. After discovering the altar, you guys all um, carefully head back. The way you came, as you walk down this path... Uh, you open up, you see a much, much larger cavern. It's largely sparse and empty, but there is a strong smell coming from uh, this area, a smell of uh, meat, there is a smell of feces, and there is a smell very, very strongly of cheddar cheese. Can I, can I hover off the floor like Fred Flintstone and follow the stank? <laughs> why is he, why is she so into it? Oh, that... That smell of shit. Reminds me of home. Shining your lights down into the cave is a hobgoblin. (laughs) What the fuck is that? In the darkness, there is a uh, kind of sat in a corner with his back to you is a large, green, hairy hobgoblin. If you don't know what a hobgoblin is, it's a goblin, but really fucking big and very stupid. And it is um, just kind of sat with its back to you Completely ignoring you for the for the for the meantime. I want to poke it. I mean, I was gonna say maybe we announce ourselves to it. You know, we don't want to make an enemy of something, so uh, we we need to let it know we're here. Because if we sneak up on it, I think that could be misinterpreted by a simple. Creature. I, I mean, goblins aren't exactly the most friendly of creatures. How about maybe someone a little bit more expendable goes up and pokes it? All eyes turn to Rupert. Rupert uh, would have previously been scared, but after the victory of the skeletons, he's not fearing much. He kind of actually clears his throat. <clears> throat> um, hey, he says. Get closer, Rupert. Rupert walks up a bit closer to the goblin and again goes, Hey there, uh, buddy. The goblin turns around and looks at Rupert. killed Rupert. With its big nose and buck teeth. Uh, its lazy eyes. It, it, it slowly blinks and then it turns back around and completely ignores Rupert. I mean, the smell isn't fantastic, but I'm sure I can pick up cheese in there. <laughs> Do you think it wants some? I, I don't know. Uh... Does anyone have some cheese? <laughs> Rupert is thinking for a second and goes, uh, Randy Quiff makes cheese. Fucking hell. Does someone want to stay with a goblin while the rest of us go and get... <laughs> I say, Rupert, why don't you stay with the goblin and the rest of us go get some cheese? Keep, keep an eye on it, Rupert. Yeah, does it have to be me? Do I have... Does it have to be... Most does... definitely. You're the most brave of all of does us. Does I have to be... Kazakhs, give him the lantern. Well, okay, I'm gonna... I'll stay with the goblin, I guess. Uh, he takes the lantern and kind of just... Sits there. We're gonna come back and Rupert's gonna be in fucking pieces. <laughs> Rupert backs away quite a bit into a corner, accidentally steps in some goblin shit, cringes, and then... Oh, you fucking dingus, Rupert. He goes, oh, I guess I'll, I'll be waiting for you guys when you come back. Uh, sure. I mean, do you want anything I while we're out? Be a... Do you want anything? Want some bacon? Want some... Uh, no, I've kind of lost my... Pack of The smell in here kind of is making me lose my appetite a little bit. Uh... Want to say anything for your dad? Uh, yeah, just just in case, you know. I mean, if you, uh, hypothetically, um, what would be the last thing you'd say? The, to him? I mean, not I, the last thing you'd say to him, because you are definitely going to get out of here, uh, isn't he, Sue Sam? A hundred percent. I'd rather you guys didn't mention me to him, because I don't want him to know I came. You know, he's gonna be mad. Star wipe. You're all back at the farm. I I I go knock on the door. Randy Quiff opens the door. Hello. 
Oh wait, what was his? He was like just raspy, wasn't he? Hey, oh, you guys are back early. Uh, did you did you sort out the mines? Nah, I haven't yet, man. You got any cheese? Uh, that is a strange request. Why? No, but do just, you? You got any cheese, man? I could do with some. I mean, I do. Yeah, I make cheese here. It's uh, it's goat's cheese. Can we borrow one? Can we borrow one? <laughs> he actually looks a bit nervous. Like, why specifically do you need cheese? Oh, just a hobgoblin, man. It's not <laughs> Don't say hobgoblin. Oh, you, oh, you found. Oh, you found cheesy. Oh my god. Wait, what? Sorry. I can't believe you found cheesy. This is so embarrassing. Okay, look, I can promise you guys, he has nothing to do with the disappearances or anything like that. He's totally docile. I've been worried sick about him. He's been stuck in those mines for god knows how long. I haven't been able to tell anyone about it because it's illegal to own hobgoblins in the area. I mean, it's illegal to own hobgoblins. Susan, shout. Shh, shh, shh. Come on, guys. I thought you guys were fucking cool. He looks to Kazix. <laughs> Winks mimes the word wizard plan. Look, goblin dung happens. I mean, I'm sure we won't have to tell anybody, but out of interest, out of interest, if you didn't want us to just tell anyone, what would it be worth to you? <laughs> I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Oh, you! And here I thought you guys were heroes. Susan leans on the doorframe. I mean, I'm sure if you've got any, um, you've got any um special plants, I'd take a bit of that if you just. <laughs> Are we really going to get high in this cave? <laughs> okay, I can... This is some intense roleplay here because I don't actually know anything about marijuana, but, uh... Yeah, of course you don't. Course what, is you a, don't. what is, like, a reasonable amount of marijuana for him um, to give us in exchange this for this? Let's say an eighth. An eighth. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll give you a fantasy eighth if... If that's if that's what it'll take to to get you guys to be quiet about my hobgoblin situation. Oh, I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm putting this all on the fuck it. I don't just smoke. I, this is this is my eighth man. This is for my silence. Um, I'll take yeah, eighth man. Blame him. <laughs> Kazakh's not a cool. Aaron Scott's a fucking asshole. You man. are a very small asshole, aren't you? That's me, lad. Well, let me go get that for you and some fucking cheese, I guess. Oh, cheers, man. Have you got any milk as well? Sorry, I'm a bit no, thirsty. I don't. I actually don't want to see you guys ever again. I. I mean, I. I guess it's fair, but like, uh, whatever. And he, he walks off and brings back the 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 fantasy ape of of weed. Hands it to you in a bag. <laughs> Oh, wizard, wizard herb, sorry, not weed. Oh, uh, weed isn't canon, it's wizard herb. <laughs> hands it to Kazakhstan, because it's kind of sparkling with little green diamonds. And he hands you uh, a slice of, of very smelly cheddar cheese as well. Um, hey, cheers, man. And he goes... And I just sort of walk off. No no more conversation, Taylor. Cheers, man, walk off. See ya. <laughs> just just go. I didn't even get to explain why he has a hobgoblin. You just... Don't really care, I'll be honest. He, he was going to say something about how... Not listening, la la la, la la la. <laughs> Man, the, the less I know about it, the better, I'll be honest. <laughs> Is you implying he's eliciting he's, sexual favours? He's totally the fucking that whole problem. Okay, you will come back to the cave. Oh god, you reckon it's fucked Rupert? <laughs> <laughs> Instinctual. Swear to god, if we come back and that hobgoblin is fucking Rupert. You've all arrived back at the cave. Rupert is 100% fine and hasn't been bumfucked by a hobgoblin. Scott's gonna pull out his fancy ace and roll, <laughs> a, up. And roll a wizard joke. I didn't realise that was a roll. Do I have to roll for rolling? Roll an eight. <laughs> roll weed, that is. 
You're fucking good at that. You don't need to roll yeah, for that. You need to roll, but you don't need to roll any die. <laughs> I mean, do you really want to get high right now? Yeah. I will, like, affect rolls and shit. Please tell me that Aaron Scott sees everything differently on this drug. Exactly. Wizard Herb isn't weed, you know. It's much more powerful. Like, weed and LSD combined. Aye, but maybe he doesn't make it out of the cave, you know? We've already had some close calls. He wants to, you know. <laughs> All right. Aaron, Aaron Scott is going to roll his fantasy joint, but then he's going to put it away in his pack because now really isn't the time. Anyway, so you guys have come back and uh, Cheesy the Hobgoblin sniffs the air a little bit and turns around and he can see the cheese and his eyes have lit, lit up as if cheese is his one defining character trait. And you can now see in his hands, he has a glowing green emerald. Huh? Um, one that is diamond-shaped. Oh, shit. Right, I'm going to kind of walk up to... Kind of walk quite close to him, holding out the cheese, but then I'm also going to hold out... Also hold out the other hand, as if I'm gesturing towards the diamond, the emerald. Cheesy looks down at the emerald, then looks at the cheese... And then he makes a grab for the cheese. So roll a dexterity saving throw. Little bastard. That was, I just rolled a 24 dexterity saving throw. Fucking nat 20. And Aaron Scott very quickly steps out of the way and go, you gotta go, no, no, no. Yeah, I kind of shake my head, just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he didn't say the magic word. He scowls and looks a bit angry and then, and then, uh. He's like he needs more information right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point, I'm gonna point to the. Will he understand us if we speak? He hasn't responded to any of you. Yeah, I'm gonna point at the emerald and go, emerald. And I'm gonna point at the cheese and go cheese, and then reach my hand out again, just slowly, slightly, kind of slightly reserved. Now, bear in mind the size differences here. You are like three foot. Cheesy is like eight foot, and so cheesy the hobgoblin towering above Aaron Scott with this small boy holding out his favourite food in the world and pointing towards the emerald he holds in his hands that he just found, kind of. He stares blankly. His face is one of which it is completely void of emotion. It is as though it is completely void of any thoughts at all. You can hear off in the distance, although you're not sure what this means as we are in the past, kind of, a phone dial <laughs> as if someone has hung up and there is no one on the other end of the line as a drop of spit slowly pulls down his cheek off his chin and drips onto his nipple <laughs> he extends his hand gives you the emerald and takes the cheese <laughs> yes can we take it back do you want to fuck it really do you know what, Susan? If you want to try, you can go for it, but... No, I don't. I'm kidding. Yo, Rupert, get us a cheese, mate. I'm not gonna... I'm kind of not gonna do that. Oh, Rupert. 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 It'd be cool if you did. No, Rupert, just, um, just snap I'm not it off, gonna mate. do that, guys. That would make you a real hero. But, you know, I'm gonna go over to the altar and put yeah, there, yeah, just, no, just try and good, get the cheese, man. Yeah. Good one, guys. Good one, guys. I'm not gonna do that. You think I'm fucking joking? You think I'm fucking joking? Does it sound like I'm being a fucking joker right now? You will go and get that fucking cheese. <laughs> and if it's not there, for the time we fucking come back, I'm gonna feed you to the fucking hobgoblin. <laughs> We are terrible people. <laughs> Rupert. <laughs> Rupert slowly walks over to Cheesy the Hobgoblin. 
All right, then. I'm going to wander over to the altar. Kazix, you're, you're currently still with Rupert. Do you want to say anything? Kazix wants to watch. <laughs> Kazix wants to see what happens. Is this the death of beloved Rupert Jr.? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not finding out. I don't want to. James talk. Schrodinger's Rupert. Let James talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like cheese, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to watch Rupert Pibble get murdered? In my head, Susan and Aaron are just are just sat there whistling to themselves in the distance, and all you could all you could see in the background is just Rupert getting smashed against the wall. Kazix leaves. Come on over to the altar, <laughs> Alright, well I'm gonna I'm gonna put the emerald into Hold the altar. On. Can anyway. we resolve this fucking the death of Rupert Pibble first? Sure. Okay, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. Rupert thought it was a very is aware that you guys are being very mean to him and it was a good bit and I'm sure you guys had a laugh. He's not gonna take that fucking cheese off the goblin. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Rupert, you pussy. He kind of went for it a little bit and then Cheesy snarled at him and he immediately <laughs> no, kind of walked away from that. <laughs> the abuse, Rupert. And he approaches gay. you guys, but he's stood. He's definitely stood much further away from you guys than he used to be and doesn't seem to, to care. And, and Callum is gonna put the emerald in the altar. I just kind of like point my eyes at mine and then back at his just I'm watching you. Which spot are you gonna put the emerald It will in? be the top middle one. There is currently a skull in the top middle. Alright then, well I'm gonna take the skull out and put the emerald in. Nothing happens. We've gotta fill the rest of the holes. So what do we need? Air, water, earth and fire. Okay. So Sam, you've got a pickaxe in there? Yeah, I do. Uh, I can start chiseling out some just rock. Some, just chuck a little bit of rock out. Um, has anyone got a water skin? Have I got one? I think you all have water skins, yeah. Go fill up from the fountain? They should be full already. Oh, tight. Wait, I'm confused. Should I pull the water out into it or should I put the water skin in? Um, I'm not going to give you any hints. You can try what you want. Try pouring a little bit in. Yeah, I'm going to pour in a little bit of water. The water runs out of... The, a little bit of it pulls in the bottom. The majority of it runs out of the uh, the hole and onto the just floor. Just throw the thing in. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put the water skin in. Just for good measure. Air? Well, surely air's already in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, earth, uh, let me uh, attack the wall with a pickaxe and, and bring up a huge chunk of rock. Does anyone have a tinderbox of some kind or something like that? Uh, you have got lamp oil. Oh, lantern, yes. Oh. Rupert. Hey so Rupert, you... chuck some of that lamp oil in there. Rupert, make yourself fucking useful. Sadly, walks over, and you guys started off being super supportive towards me, and now I'm not so sure how I feel about this event. This well, Rupert, just hey, telling listen. you to get some cheese, man. That's all we asked. Not a big deal. Rupert, hey, listen, we've had some fun tonight, okay? But I need you to know that heroes never falter. So put the fucking lantern in. Okay, he puts the lantern in the the far right. Uh, wrong one, Rupert, needs to be the far, far left one. Far left, even his left, yes, his left, sorry. Okay, I take some rock off the wall with a pickaxe and insert it into the bottom left hole. Nothing has happened oh, yet. Fuck me. Um, so, so do we need something for air? Fuck, do we use for air? I kind of lean down and just breathe and just, just like blow into the hole. <laughs> Um, if any of you want to roll any sort of thing to get like a hint on insight, it would be insight. Okay, I'll I'll do a roll for insight. Okay, that's a seven. Is you're aware that you're definitely getting something wrong, uh, but you don't know what. I am also gonna roll insight. Um, that's twelve. Yeah. Okay, you start to think: Is there anything else on the design that we saw on the fountain that we haven't been? paying attention to skulls oh 
Oh! That's the, the skull that we found. It's from the headless skeleton earlier. Someone tried to put it uh. in. We need two skulls. We have one. Can we run over and pick one of the ones up from... I was going to say that we cut all the heads off of the uh, skeletons before. Can we run over and grab one? Uh, yeah, obviously you can, yeah. I pick up the skull that we put on the floor and put it um, in the very bottom right. Kind bottom of... right would be where the air's meant to go, yeah. Well, yeah, but like, no, I mean like beside it, because it's not... There is no there. hole there, there is no hole there. There is nowhere for anything to go there. And what? Right, then I just put it down beside the like, thing. And... You can't hang them on the wall. There's no hooks or anything. Um, the altar is literally just a, a slab pushed forward out of the wall. There's no table or anything. It's just a coming out of the wall. Do we need to hold like the skulls up by the side of it, maybe? I guess. Um, all right, then I hold up the skull by the side of Nope, the nothing is happening. everyone, this is Chrissy. This is just a mid-roll bit that I'm recording to add to the old episodes that didn't have one. Um, I just wanted to quickly credit Winter Garten for our theme music, which is Summer Fargal, and Mort Garson for much of the other music used. Additional sounds are sourced from freesound.org, and anything else particular to the episode is linked in the episode description. If you enjoy the show, follow us on facebook.com slash travellersoftheunknown, on Twitter at TOTUcast, or you could join our Discord server for live updates and to chat with the community. The link to join it is in every episode's description and on all the social medias. That's all from me, and back to the adventure. In the podcast has probably just been a really weird abrupt cut. I'm literally in a different part of the country right now, so is Callum. It's been like a week and now we're back and we're just gonna carry on like nothing happened because what do you we mean? had nothing did happen. Yeah, nothing <laughs> did. We had to stop but we had to stop for that night and now we're carrying on. I was actually concerned as to whether this puzzle was a bit too difficult. So I've already told Callum what the solution is, but Matt and James, if I give you some more information, can you figure out... I'll see if you can figure it out, and if you can't, then I'll take the blame as this puzzle was too cryptic. I thought the plan was for me to look really smart, like I'd figured it out. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. I just want to see, I want to see. Well, we can't do it now, because they know. We can't cut it out real life. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. What? Why didn't what? Callum, how how do we how do we solve the puzzle, Callum? I I, <laughs> I don't know how to. Nah, mate, you've got to you've got to, you've got to do this shit. Is right? there a Jesus involved? Okay, Matt and James, here's the information that you know. Okay, you have five uh, holes on the wall, square holes. I described them as being roughly head sized when I first described them. Um, when you first arrived, there was a skull already placed in the top center uh, thing on the fountain. You found an engraving which had fire and emerald, what appeared to be water, stone, and wind on the symbols, and there were skulls surrounding it. You're missing something, so what do you think is the solution here? I zoned out for a second, what? <laughs> I feel like the Callum is the solution. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, well, the thing that I think we encountered last time that was a trouble was that we couldn't figure out what would go in the wind or air one. I don't think that was... That is part of it. Was it? Yeah, that is, there oh, is something okay. you're not getting with the wind thing as well. He's a blow in it. Uh, actually, I'll remind you, at one point, Aaron Scott uh, pressed up against the wall and felt a rumbling as if there were pressure. there was pressure behind the wall. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you think you're getting fundamentally wrong about the puzzle? And I will take full responsibility if this was <laughs> too cryptic. I feel like we're misjudging what is meant to be going in them. Like, for example, we're putting the elements in, but all of the holes are head-sized. So I'm I'm getting the impression that they probably all need skulls, but it's different skulls related to different things. Maybe. 
Close enough. Uh, the solution is basically for the fire one, fire in a skull. For the water one, water oh, in a skull. See. Okay. Ah, and there was skeleton, and we, that's why we took the heads of the There skeleton. were five skeletons, there's five holes, there was a, already a skull in the hole. I think I could have been a bit clearer with it. Uh, yeah, when you said, yeah. That was my second guess. Admit. <laughs> that was my second well, yeah, guess. Kazix is a, he's quick witted. He's just he's he's modest as well. He likes to let everyone else. Kazix is on the ball. Kazix is my ball. Always. Do you just want to do that? Yeah, just do so that you one. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do that. Do, yeah. do that. Uh, I'm assuming you pour some oil into a skull and light it on fire and place that in uh, the fire one. Yep. Yeah. You put the gem inside one skull. You fill another skull with water from one of your um, water skins. You put some rocks in another skull. Place it in, and then the last skull. You still don't know what to do with wind. Far into the skull. Yeah, I was going to say, can I fart in it? <laughs> Drop a mighty bellowing guff right say, up in there. Um, it might not just be a fart, I do need it. Is that like a dwarven specialty of Susan? It is. It's actually under my specialties. Um, I have a plus 10 in mighty guffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the solution. Oh, can it be? Can you can you retcon it, please? Oh, Look, there's a really simple solution. Blow in. Oh, is it like a whistle? Do we blow into the skull? No, you've tried blowing into the hole before. Yeah, but not with yeah. a skull in it. You try that, nothing happens. Kiss the skull. Why was that? Why does that have anything to do with wind? Because then air would go in its skull lips. <laughs> Has anyone else got any suggestions? Uh... Uh, um, shatter it into dust. Do what? Snort it? <laughs> well, after it's opened well, the door, yeah. Well, Aaron Scott's got weed, so anything could happen. Do any of you want to try and look at this hole? Yeah, can I roll for uh, investigation on the hole? Okay, yeah, roll investigation. Right, investigation. Okay, I'm going to go for a critical investo. Seven. Good enough to notice that there is a small crack in this hole where the wind's supposed to be. Can I put my finger in it? No, it's not like a crack that you could fit anything through. Yeah, oh, it's not it. It's not crack. It's not no, crack it's a, it is a. It is like the the wood, the the stone is chipped. Fill fill in the gap with stick, the skull. Stick my no. dick in the no with the rock chips. I that think we it's made. kind of actually quite obvious at this point what we have to do. Callum, shut your gums. Thank you for finally stepping in, Callum, the voice of reason. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Just because he's got a brain box, okay. James and I were humble, simple creatures of battle. Fucking, what do we have to do, Callum? Just do it. Susan, get your pickaxe into the hole and just crack it open. Mine hole. Yes. Okay, you mine the hole and a gust of wind comes out of the hole. Like, like billowing. Not the only gust of wind coming out of a hole. Hey, queef. That's called hydraulic lock. I'm disgusted. I was gonna say fart, but mm. sure. Well, I am Susan Undergooch. Hey, <laughs> I'm enabled. Susan's an independent woman. <laughs> oh fuck, gross! I forgot the her name. I forgot like I forgot the meaning of Undergooch. It's just a name to me now. <laughs> it's just canon. Anyway, so you fuck it. I just want to get past this puzzle. I want to get past this puzzle. You fucking put the skull in the hole that has air in it, and the air kind of magically swirls into the skull, and then all of the skulls glow for a moment with the same glow that they did when the skeletons came to life. On either side of the pedestal that you've put these skulls into, great fires billow up, blue flames, and then the wall kind of opens, but it, it very clearly, like, it was it was very clearly, when you cracked it, you could see inside it very clearly, this wasn't on the other side before. 
The cavern that opens before you is damp with the scent of blood, dripping from stalactites that scatter the ceiling. It's important to steady one's breath when you enter this room, for it seems that the very air that's filling your lungs is heavier than it usually is. It's, it's seeming to make you feel physically weaker and fill your very arteries with this sense of fear. I think there's Cthulhu's in the air, everybody. The, everyone want to enter the chasm? Uh, oh, actually. Huh? <laughs> Kazix runs in. God damn it, Kazix! I got it. Watching Kazix run in, everybody quickly <laughs> rushes in. All right, let's let's go. Let's go. Oh, no, no, Kazix, Kazix teeters on the edge, and we all run after him, and then we knock into him, and all tumble over. <laughs> like, like a Scooby Doo cartoon. Rupert kind of sluggishly follows behind you. What opened before you is a cave, uh, which seems physically much darker than previous caves, uh, when the previous parts of the cave, but you can somehow kind of still see through the fog. There's a spooky skull on the ground, and there are other kind of scattered bones, and like, there's this feeling of rot and this feeling of decay inside this room. As you all step forward into the room, suddenly each of you feel yourselves become kind of paralyzed with this um, this feeling. Um, and I'm going to need you all to do some rolls for me. I get an advantage to saving throws against magic, mate. Just saying. You want a medal, mate? Okay, okay. So each of you needs to do a constitution saving throw. 19. Damn, okay. So we've got Susan with a 22, Aaron Scott with a 19, and Kazix with a 13. So Kazix is the only one of you who seems to just stop in his tracks and kind <laughs> of... Kazix, you no longer feel as though you can continue to walk forwards. Oh. Struck down um, with fear. You feel weighed down by this great force that you can't explain. Oh, shit. Uh, now each of you do a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Susan with a 15, Aaron Scott with a 15, Kazix with a 10. So um, all three of you feel overcome with this horrible sense of dread. Oh boy. Like this absolute physical fear at what is deeper in the cavern. Like it is as if you are staring into the face of something that you really aren't prepared to come up against. It's just this great it's this great <laughs> it's this great blood curdling sense of fear that you feel inside you. Uh, could each of you roll 1d4 Four, please. That's a D twenty, Matt. Oh shit! I press it again. Oops, my sorry. Susam has done two damage. It's done. Um, Aaron Scott has taken four damage. Yeah, you've taken damage. Oh, Something shit. is take giving you damage here. So the lower the better. Uh, so damn, Rupert did four. I have a health pot as well. I'm pretty low. Rupert is also paralyzed in fear with you, but unlike uh, Kazix, is the only one who feels he's unable to walk. The rest of you could push forward if you would. Well, I'm not going to do like initiative. Each of you just move. I'd say Aaron, if you want to go first. What about our good friend Kazix? What do we? What do Kazix we do? cannot doesn't feel capable of moving. Can someone feed me a potion, please? Kazakhs, my boy, what's wrong with you? Bottle me again, Dad. I mean, what? Aaron Scott walks deeper into this cave. These kind of blowing winds feel more present and this kind of sense of fear becomes even greater. Can I pick up Kazakhs and bring him yeah, with us? You could pick up Kazakhs, yeah. I'm not going to make you do a roll. I'm going to say that's okay. feasible. You can pick him up. Susam flings Kazakhs over one shoulder and marches up alongside Rupert and Aaron Scott. Okay, cool. Uh, you, so you're all carrying each other. Um, I'm going to need each of you to do another wisdom saving throw as you're getting closer to this thing and the sense of fear is rising. You, Susam is starting to feel absolutely paralysed with fear as though she cannot continue any further. Kazix is starting to um, kind of 
hold his head in his hands and, and shiver, and um, but Aaron Scott is mostly unaffected by this and is able to continue forwards, as is Rupert. Aaron the Brave. Uh, so Rupert and Aaron Scott continue forwards as they can. I, um, I push forwards, kind of leaving the others behind. Okay, so everyone else is kind of cowering in fear behind you. As you begin continue to approach, you begin to see this um, shimmering aura as if something is being hidden from sight. This aura surrounds a table, and the table is, is kind of blurry. It's as if your vision has been blurred as to what is on this table or what's actually going on here. Whatever is causing your fear is coming from here. And having seen this and having seen that it's something tangible, the fear sort of lessons slightly and do another constitution saving throw. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's an ordeal. Okay. Rupert with a 14, Aaron Scott with a 22. The 14 is actually enough for Rupert. He seems to be shaken, but he continues to press forward somehow. As you continue to approach with your next moves, I'm assuming you're going to continue to approach? Yep. You continue to approach, and as you do you begin to kind of make out what looks to be a figure in the darkness. And all of you, could you each roll... Yeah, uh, Kazix and Susan roll 1d4, and uh, Aaron roll 2d4. Oh, right. Matt, so that's for damage you've taken. So you've taken three damage. Uh, Rupert's taken five, Jesus. You're essentially all being slowly just beaten and bruised by whatever this is as the wind is blowing through this cave. And um, Aaron Scott, your hair is flying backwards and you're like <laughs> trying to steady yourself on the ground. Rupert is grabbing his helmet and kind of blinking away tears as he looks into this darkness. And there is a figure inside of the, there is a clear figure inside. And as you've gotten as close as you have, you hear the figure, you hear kind of these mumbled words coming from the fog and they seem at first not what you'd expect they seem surprised and concerned and then stepping out of the fog slowly spreading it is Rupert Pibble Senior I fucking called it oh fuck Rupert what what are you doing here I, I forbid you to come into the <coughs> He begins to cough and like seems to like pause and look around. His eyes are wide and red and he's shaking and, and Rupert looks at him with these big wide eyes. Dad? What are you doing? Get back! There's something in here! It's it's hurting! You're not supposed to be here! I, I, Dad, why are you hurting these people? They're strangers! They can only serve one purpose here! <laughs> <coughs> Rupert kind of like seems to be like struggling with some kind of internal battle or um, or feeling inside of him. He kind of falls to the ground and stops as as the wind is blowing over his is blowing through his hair. Any of any uh, Aaron, you can jump in at any time, by the way, and do anything. Um, he's within like reach. He's like stood right next to you both. Kazakh has jumped into my arms like Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah. You guys can now see that Rupert's there and the fear has kind of washed away for both of you because you, you've kind of seen what's causing this. You could start approaching if you wanted. So uh, he's there, he's kind of, he seems frantic and he's kind of just freaked out that Rupert is there and he seems to be thinking, looking over his options and trying to figure out what the hell to do now. Rupert, what the fuck is going on? You weren't even supposed to be! Uh, can, you, can you turn me around? I can't, I can't see anything. <laughs> now, there we go. Now he is good. <laughs> now what the hell is that? I know you. Rupert, why are you doing this? There need to be sacrifices. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. Sacrifices to what? It's better you than anyone from the village. This will save the good people's lives. Perhaps we're good people. You're strangers. 
I don't know you. I, I thought this would be easier than it is. He's tearing up now. He, there are, he's streaming down his face into his beard. Junior kind of steps forward and puts, grabs him by both shoulders. He, he's clearly, all of you are clearly weak having taken damage from this stuff and he kind of shakes him and goes, Dad, Dad, whatever's happening here? The, you didn't have anything to do with the miners going missing. The, the cows, the, the miners the, were an accident and I, I thought the cows would be good enough, but it needs people. It needs people to sustain it. I, I didn't want anyone from the village going missing, so I thought the strangers would do. I thought they'd do. You weren't supposed to be here, Rupert. Son of a bitch. What would Mother be thinking doing this for her? She wouldn't want you to be doing anything like this. Look, she's been bedridden for weeks. What do you think? What kind of stress do you think this She's would... dead, Rupert. She's not dead. I, 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 I visited her this morning. She was breathing. The creature in that bed is not your mother, Rupert. Your mother is dead, Rupert. This is the only way to get her back. I'm sorry. I can't do this. He falls to his knees and he brings out a small vial which he throws behind him and it smashes on the table. The fog that was behind him clears and the cave returns to um, being totally visible. There's an altar, there's a kind of a, a large open space, there's nothing actually there. Aaron, you start to feel the effects of fear and dread kind of just seeping away as if there was nothing to worry about the whole time. Rupert Sr. is on the floor kind of crying slowly and he takes out another one of the potions and hands it to... Aaron Scott, and he goes, Give this to your friends over there. Go splash it on the ground near them. It'll get yeah. rid of the, the effects of the poisons. Well, I'll take it over and ball them. <laughs> Aaron, what is going on? It's Pebble Senior. He's gone mad. Mad? He was going to kill us. Rupert is now sat with his father. As Rupert Senior is kind of on the ground, he's kind of holding his chest and breathing heavily. He seems like very ragged and fragile in this state currently. And uh, Rupert is very badly beaten up from the effects of the poison, and he's, he, he himself is shaking. They both look in a really bad state. I think we need to get these guys out of here before we go any further. Aye, that sounds good. Yes, I'm going to slowly, calmly walk towards them. Rupert. Rupert turns around. Don't touch him! Don't touch him! I don't, I don't want you to... I don't understand. I don't understand what... The, he's never been like this. He's, he's not making any sense. Mom's fine. She's just got the flu. Rupert. Whatever's wrong, we will fix this. But not in here, not now, not in this deep, dark, evil place. We need to get you two to safety and find out what's going on. Rupert Senior starts and looks up at the sky towards the opening of the cave. There's nothing that you can see that he's looking at, but he's looking intently as well. He can see something. For a moment, he matches um, glances with his son and says, I'm sorry, before... Collapsing onto the floor, convulsing, uh, frothing at the mouth. Hold him down! Uh, put something in his mouth, he doesn't bite his tongue off, quick. Position. I'll try and pin him down and make sure he doesn't hurt himself. <laughs> As you try to, to steady him, you see that he's he's dead. He's uh, His heart's given out, and he's just on the ground. He's uh, You feel for a pulse and there is none. Aaron, is he... I... he's gone. Jesus. What do you mean he's gone? Rupert, we need to leave this place now. Rupert has tears streaming from his eyes. He stands next to his father's corpse and is kind of cradling him. I'm not leaving. We'll take the body as well, but this is an evil place, Rupert. And whatever killed him might as well kill us too, if we stay. Suddenly, there's a flash. 
there is a sound unlike anything you've heard before it is as if an electrical charge has exploded in your ears there's a swirling kind of sensation and you feel you you feel yourselves essentially being pushed away from the far side of the wall that you're facing as this blinding light encompasses it and essentially blinds you when you're looking in that direction you have to shield your eyes it's as if you're looking into something as powerful as the sun um just burning from this other side of the room you can feel the heat and the energy coming off this thing there are there's physical crackling in the air from the electricity flying past Aaron, Kazakh, so you're right. Yeah, first, put me down. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. I put Kazakh down. Oh, thank you. I'm good. The static is flowing through your hair and making it stand on end. Uh, Rupert, Rupert's armor seems to be glistening with this electricity as he quickly removes his helmet in, in a gasp as electric shocks pang through his body. And he starts to, like, just whimper and, like, crouch over his father's body, unable to move for his grief. Aaron, Kazakh, we need to go. Literally, literally right now before the sun or whatever it is explodes and kills us. Do we agree on this? Aye. I grab Rupert. Okay, do a strength check. I'm gonna do a dexterity on Rupert because he's gonna try and escape. Okay, yes, you definitely got him. Susan with a 22, Rupert with an 18. You're kind of struggling for a minute, but you begin to pull Rupert back and he's trying to get himself off. You're like, no, leave me with him, leave me with him. You can see his father's body starting to be pulled into the, the light. Uh, from the other side of the room and it very quickly is sucked up in, and, and kind of vanishes beyond the blindness that you can't I see. I grab him by the wrist, sling him around my shoulder, give him a gentle slap on the face to try and sensicalize him and then turn and shout to the others, We are leaving this place now! Um, where are you grabbing Rupert from? I was going to grab him by the wrist and then sling him over my shoulder. Okay, you've slung him over your shoulder. As you do this, his hand comes out of the glove, the chainmail glove that you were grabbing hold of. For fuck's sake. He turns and runs directly into the blinding light. Rupert! Rupert, no! Rupert runs, and as Rupert runs into the blinding light, there is a flash. All of you are blinded. You're all knocked backwards onto your feet. And then the cave is lit. There is no more light. There is no more Rupert. Both of them are gone. The cave is completely empty. Not even the table is there anymore. It's a completely empty cave. The skulls are gone. Everything's gone. And you're all just sat there in the silence. I think we need to leave. What the fuck just happened? Some fucking, some fucking Rupert old man was here, and then fucking the young Rupert man was here, and we were like, no, Rupert, go eat some cheese and die. And he was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. And then he ran into this room. He ran into this room, and the other guy was there, and the other guy said some weird shit about his mum. His mum was a monster, but it's not a monster. The guy in bed's not his bed. Then Rupert ran into the light, and he exploded and turned into the sun. And the sun exploded, and the other guy turned into the sun. I don't know what's going on. Somebody explain it to me, please. I need investigation. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. You're gonna end it on that fucking rant. I'm gonna end it on cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cocaine. God damn it, James. <laughs> Stole the punchline. <laughs>